Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Paul Stone here, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Uh, As I record, it is... uh, Shortly after 7.30 a.m. Central on Thursday, November 16th, and this is episode 129 of the podcast, this week's version titled, The Boring Loser, not to be confused with The Born Loser. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to talk a little bit about the art of losing in sports betting. And hopefully, uh, you won't be losing your ever-loving mind as I preach at you uh, once again from my sports betting pulpit here. You know, I kind of joke, but uh, sometimes I certainly, you know, get a uh, a little preachy probably. But I'm oftentimes, I'll say this, you know, I'm oftentimes speaking to myself as much as to any of you. You know, I need these reminders too. You know, I need to hear the message again and again. Might not register or resonate the first time, maybe not even the second time uh, or the third. But at some point, at least gradually and hopefully, some of the message at least will soak through and, uh, you know, take, uh, take hold. You know, sports betting, in my mind has a tendency to make our best and brightest undisciplined. And I believe we have to consciously train ourselves, even force ourselves, if you will, not to fall victim to all the eye candy out there uh, in the sports betting space. And before we get into the the podcast, I want to go ahead and get uh, the promotion of my service uh, out of the way. Paul Stone Sports, off a 6-2 and two weekend in college football this past weekend, improves my legitimately monitored record to 46-34 against the spread. That's 57.5% as monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. I've had eight straight winning seasons, uh, hopefully well on my way to my ninth straight winning season. Uh, Last week, if you listened, I offered a podcast special, a prorated special price, not available on the website, but a special price for the remainder of the college football season through the national championship game. Received a overwhelming response, got a lot of uh, new members. So we're going to do it again. If you want to subscribe to uh, receive all of my selections, all my premium selections, the ones that I play, uh, my very best stuff. 
uh, through the national championship game in January, please email me at the following address, paulstonesports at gmail.com, and I'll send you an invoice in the special rate of just $199. So if you if you want to go ahead and subscribe, get on board for the remainder of the season through the national championship, I will provide again a invoice in the special rate available nowhere else for $199. Again, if interested, please email paulstonesports at gmail.com. You know, as sports betters, one of the things that we have to do again, and a lot of people don't like to think in these terms, but it's the reality of, of the game. You've got to learn how to lose. You've got to learn how to digest and manage losing. And managing yourself is really a, a lot of it. Uh, you know, and that doesn't mean, I want to be clear, that doesn't mean accepting losing. That doesn't mean becoming comfortable with losing or not burning the midnight oil, you know, to best position yourself to have a greater probability of winning. But how to deal with losing. And you got to face the cold, hard truth again the inevitability of losing as a sports better. If you lose 47% of the time on straight bets, you are a bona fide expert. People can say percentages and say that's not 53%, it's not any good, blah, 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 blah. You probably know the break-even point or the, the point that you start making money versus standard 110 juice is 52.38%. But very few people over a large sample size, exceed that. So you're an expert if you lose 47% of the time. So roughly speaking, you're dealing with losing half the time. So you've got to learn how to do it. And it's especially important as we start another college basketball season. Many of you listening currently probably engage in betting college basketball uh, at some level. Some of you bet it day in and day out. And if you do that, we're going to have results each and every day with few exceptions around the holidays, just a couple of exceptions. You're going to have results for the next 145 days through that Monday game in April. Inevitable days of losing. Inevitable periods of losing. If you bet college basketball, I mean, you're going to be dealing with the highs of going five and one and the lows of going one and five. You know, as I like to say, and you've probably heard me uh, say it on this podcast, you know, ups and downs, highs and lows, ebbs and flows is how it goes. And that's what this is about. And never any more truer than in betting college basketball just because of the fact that it's played day in and day out seven days a week. So you got to be able to lose. You got to be able to handle losing. You got to be able to manage losing. And uh, I'm going to give some pointers and some, some thoughts about that. And some of this you maybe heard before, but it bears repeating. Some of it will be uh, relatively new information, hopefully. But I think one, take a sip of coffee there. One, try to be unattached to the results not affected by the results. Be process-oriented. Always be evaluating 
but be committed to your process and not the outcomes. Very, very difficult. I have people all the time, you know, send me a text congratulating me uh, when, when I have a good weekend, saying, man, you really did great. Keep it up, blah, 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 blah. And the reality is my work effort is no different when I go five and one than it is when I go two and four. You know, it's just, there's so much randomness and, and that's just the way sports betting is. The work's never different. Uh, it's not like I work longer hours and so the results came. A lot of times in this business, as you know, you work very, very long hours and not only don't have anything to show for it, but you have less to show for it in the wallet. So, you, you know, you've got to be committed and married to the process and not be concerned about the outcomes if indeed your process is solid. Always check your process. Always grade and judge how you're doing things, but be all about the process and not the outcomes. Very, very difficult to do. I mean, very few people master that. It's always a work in progress as we try to try to be better at that uh, part of it. Two, I say this often, but I, I cannot stress it enough. Be unemotional. You know, being highly emotional is rarely an advantage in any of our endeavors in life. You got to be even. You got to be even killed. And that probably goes for winning just as much, if not more so than losing. You know, don't puff your chest out, you know, strutting around, you know, pridefully proclaiming to everyone in the book, you know, what did I tell you? You know, they might remember what you told them last time and maybe the time before that, but we tend to uh, uh, kind of gravitate towards our wins. But wins should become your expectation, you know, not reason for a celebration. And if you're indeed celebrating, you know, that's a moment lost that you could have been working, researching, uh, checking numbers, uh, injuries, weather, confirming start times. That's especially important with all these holiday basketball tournaments and, and even non-holiday basketball tournaments that we have coming up the next couple of months. Have you ever missed making a bet because you didn't know the correct start time? I bet uh, you probably have. I know that I have, you know, check game sites again, especially this time of year. you could, could be spending time checking game sites, especially this time of year, again, between now and uh, January with the large number of tournaments that we have, you know, depending on your source, uh, your schedule source, you could easily be under the impression that a game is a home game for one of the participants when in fact it's being played on some foreign island and neither team really has an advantage. My point being, there's always work to be done. You know, there's no time for child's play. Be married. I said all the time, be married to that four letter word. W-O-R-K. You know, if your true ultimate goal is to be a long-term winning sports better, the harder you work the closer you get to that goal. You know, I repeat myself again, uh, as I am doing in this podcast again, but I repeat myself all, often and say some of the same things just to hammer points. 
Don't let the games control you. Don't let wins and losses control you. You control the activity. You know, I get up quite early most mornings, and it's fairly regularly, I'm not ashamed to say this, but it's fairly regularly that I go to bed with the later games still not final in college basketball this time of year. And I also try to make it a point not to be regularly checking my phone when I really should be getting some sleep. You know, I get up a few times during the night. I'm a light sleeper, and I will oftentimes, um, when I'm awake, check a score or two. But sometimes I don't even do that. You know, I try to discipline myself to just wait in the morning. When I get up, you know, I'll thoroughly examine the box scores, look at all the games. But what I like to do is I like to think of this activity in the same manner as a person who's invested in the stock market handles that endeavor. You know, if you're in, if you're invested in the stock market, chances are you're not checking the market every five minutes. You know, heck, you might not even check it every week. Some of you, not even every month. And you've got, in some cases, probably pretty significant amounts of money. I realize and understand that our consumption of sports and wagering and investing on sports is different than the stock market in most ways. But I think most of us would be better served to view it in that manner. I mean, think of it this way. If our goal is to be a long-term winner, what we're doing is we're investing funds with the goal of obtaining some rate of return on that investment. So we should be just in just as prudent in our sports wagering, in our decision-making in that process, as we are in the stock market. Not haphazard and reckless. You know, most of us, what I'm talking about is most of us will, will bet a game not because we feel like we have a collection of advantages in our corner, but rather because it's a standalone game. A lot of you might not listen to this podcast before tonight's game. Again, this Thursday, November 16th, uh, closing in on 8 a.m. Central. But tonight, we've got a standalone game in the ACC, Boston College, Syracuse. I really don't have a, a strong opinion on the game, side or total. I'm not going to bet the game. You've also got the uh, situation like the uh, the Hawaii uh, Rainbow Warriors. You're going to bet a game just because the Rainbow Warriors are playing late Saturday night on the island. Don't really, you have to kind of just scratch your head to figure out who you're going to bet on or what you're going to bet. But you're going to be involved just because that game is available. Just because you want skin in the game. Train yourself. If you're trying to be a long-term winner, again, if you're just trying to have fun, it's one thing. But if you're trying to be a long-term winner, train yourself to be more selective. Don't bet a game just because they're playing a game. Try to talk yourself, I do this often, try to talk yourself out of betting a game. Try to make a case for the other side. You know, I've come, I've come across guys and gals, a lot of people in this business through the years who, in my opinion, crave action. And I can't, you know, absolutely say for certain, but I would think very few, if any of them, are even batting 500. 
They're not long-term winners. Don't crave action. Don't crave skin in the game. Crave winning. And that means being more selective, working even harder, being disciplined in all areas of your life, betting earlier rather than later, and almost always getting the best of the number, but certainly never the worst of it. I'm going to talk about uh, a case in point here, addressing that last point. A game played uh, a couple of days ago, Tuesday, November 14th in college basketball. Uh, Duke and Michigan State at the United Center in Chicago. I'm sure a lot of people watched that game and probably had action on that game. Line in that game was four. Duke favored by four throughout the day. If you took Sparty, you got four. Or you should have at least. I had a conversation with someone about about an hour before the game who said uh, they were talking about their basketball stuff. They said they had Michigan State plus three and a half. Folks, I took Sparty plus four. I lost. But when somebody tells me they had Michigan State plus three and a half, I almost went into cardiac arrest or something. No one should have had a ticket on Michigan State plus three and a half. You, you just absolutely, you simply cannot operate that way over time, a large sample size, and be successful. You know, it, it won't, like it wasn't a difference. Me and the guy who bet three and a half, plus three and a half, versus me betting plus four, we both lost. It's not going to adversely affect your bankroll very often, but eventually it will catch up with you. You know, I kind of compare it to, to running a stop sign at, say, 50 miles an hour or faster when the crossing traffic uh, doesn't have a stop sign. You know, you might get through there 99 times, but at some point, the inevitable is going to happen. Make discipline and prudence part of your sports betting DNA. If four was available all day, and it's now three and a half, and you've been thinking about Michigan State, pass that game. They're going to be playing some games tomorrow. You can count on it. From a football uh, perspective, if you wanted to get a field goal in a football game, and you wanted to get it plus three at standard minus 110 juice, and now you would have to, you know, to buy it um, plus three, you'd have to buy it at minus one and a quarter, pass. You know, a lot of people think this exercise, I hear this all the time, and a lot of people downplay closing line value and stuff like that. It's not the end-all, be-all, but certainly everybody that's a winner has closing line value in their corner more often than not. But a lot of people, again, think this exercise is about picking winners. And that's certainly a big part of it. Certainly a big part of being successful as a sports better. Having a good eye, you know, possessing that rare aptitude. But folks, that's not all it is. There are many varied pieces and parts to this well-oiled machine. And you got to have all of them in optimal condition, peak efficiency, if you're going to win this race. Vow to become more disciplined. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, don't... Uh, don't shout and scream when you lose. Don't stomp your feet like a petulant child. 
but be a boring loser. Take it in stride. Um, wipe your, dust yourself off. Live to bet another day. Going to go now to my complimentary selection for this week in college football. This game going to be played in a couple of days on Saturday, November 18th in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Never been to Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's where the Corvette Museum is. So if you like cars, you might want to go watch the Hilltoppers play and then uh, go to the Corvette Museum. But anyway, Sam Houston State, first-year FBS member, going to be traveling to Western Kentucky on Saturday in this Conference USA game. Uh, most, A lot of places still have Western Kentucky at uh, minus 13. Some places it's down to 12, and we'll talk about that as we go into the selection. But in its first season as an FBS member, uh, former FCS powerhouse Sam Houston, they started the season. You probably have followed their season a little bit, but they started the season 0-8 uh, before lo- uh, winning rather their last two games to improve to 2-8, and uh, those wins being a couple weeks ago 24 24- 21 over soon-to-be FBS member Kennesaw State. That was a couple of weeks ago again. And then this past weekend, 42-27 to 27, uh, victory for Sam Houston as a seven-and-a-half-point road dog at Louisiana Tech. I think with winning, often comes confidence. So I believe the, uh, the Bearcats are starting to feel a little bit better about themselves. And four of their eight losses have been by one possession. So they've really been close. And getting off to that 0-8 start, man, they had some heartbreakers. It was really tough to, to watch. They were close, but just not quite able to turn the corner. Meanwhile, let's look at Western Kentucky. To me, they were the overwhelming favorite to win Conference USA. And they, in my mind, have been inarguably one of the biggest disappointments among all college football teams this season. They returned a highly productive quarterback in Austin Reed. And again, they were, in my opinion anyway, uh, an overwhelming pick to win the reshaped Conference USA, but it just hasn't uh, been meant to be to this point. This past Saturday, they lose at home to New Mexico State, 38-29. Got out, I think they got out in that game, I'm pretty sure, to a 14-0 lead. They lose 38-29 to the Aggies. Western Kentucky starting the year with conference championship hopes. Now, formally eliminated from the Conference USA race. Five and five on the season, three and three in conference play. It's certainly not what the uh, Hilltoppers envisioned for 2023. To me, it looks like a potential letdown spot for Western Kentucky, laying double digits late in the season, a season in which they uh, have frankly, again, failed to meet expectations. Sam Houston's got a couple of victories under its belt. They want more. They're getting some confidence. Numbers changing again. 13 still available. Take Sam Houston plus 13 over Western Kentucky on Saturday. That's going to do it, folks, for another uh, edition of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Uh, This is week 12, I believe, of the college football season. Uh, After this weekend, we'll just have one more full weekend of regular season college football Thanksgiving weekend. A lot of great games to be played uh, this week and next week. Enjoy it. Savor it. Holidays coming up. Have a great weekend. Until next time, signing off. I'm Paul Stone.
Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions.